this is Erin. I'm Melissa. And we're Trending Spokane, a weekly podcast all about the latest in the Lilac City. Finding out what is happening right now in Spokane can be overwhelming, but not if you're an insider. Join us as we shine light onto the latest happenings and chat about the future of our city. Each episode will introduce you to people you want to know, places you need to visit, and local knowledge you can't live without. We will help you get out and get involved. Episodes are dropping soon, and make sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts now. If you haven't been under a rock, you've been following along with Chris Kilduff on one of his many adventures in food here in Spokane. The owner of Dynamite Enterprises, a food writer for the Spokesman Review, and the originator of Food Finder on Facebook, you will not want to miss any of these amazing projects that he's involved with. Today on the podcast, we talk with Chris all about the projects that he's working on with Dynamite Enterprises, how he's providing merch for all kinds of different businesses in the city, and getting his insider picks for restaurant week that you will not want to miss. Thank you to our sponsor, Inland Imaging, for helping support our podcast. Inland Imaging has the highest level of breast imaging expertise in the region. They have nine board-certified breast imaging radiologists, a large number of dedicated mammographers, breast sonographers, breast MRI technologists, and they're all at the top of their field and ready to help if you need it. They are the region's only network of breast imaging centers of excellence recognized by the American College of Radiology. With imaging centers conveniently located throughout the Spokane area and throughout the Inland Northwest, making an appointment at your preferred time and location comes with ease. Pair that with their advanced integrated electronic network to ensure your medical records are kept secure and your images read quickly so you have your results as soon as possible. You are a multi-talented human being who is involved in so many different cool projects around our city. Um, One of them being Dynamite Enterprises. Can you tell the audience a little bit more about Dynamite? I've been lucky enough to get a tour before. I know Melissa hasn't gotten to go yet. So well, we just got the new building, so you got to come right. back. So I'm so excited. The last, the last six months, we've been, we basically bought a shell of the ugliest building you've ever seen in your life, but it was like completely empty, and we just got to build it to like our specifications. So we put a bunch of money into it, kind of made it pretty, figured out exactly, and there's tons of traffic. That's right on Fran Sprague, so it's like nice. right tons of traffic. So we're kind of hoping that that just continues to help do the advertising side for us. Um, but anyways, we do basically we're a full one-stop shop for small businesses. So we can do everything from uh, design to screen printing to, I mean, we have, we're like a little bit of the creative side, but then full print side. So we can do, you know, if you come in and you wanted anything from shirts and hats or you want to do stickers or banners or, you know, uh, even just doing consult on arcs. We're both graphic designers as well. So I like kind of slowly learned with all the different projects I'm doing. I've just, instead of wanting, like I'd always, when I first started, like didn't want to pay somebody to do the job. Like it actually, we were talking about starting as an audio engineer mm-hmm. that really started. I had a studio and then someone was like, well, I need someone to do like my album cover art. And I was like, well, I I could do that. And so I just like learned Photoshop or like, well, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's kind of done the same thing in this world where it's like, hey, we're just kind of evolving into all these different elements. Like we just want to be kind of very one-stop shop for businesses. And um, we just have lots of great business relationships. There's lots of printers out there where I feel like they just have their heads down and they're focused on the print aspect Mm -hmm. of it. We're very focused on the relationship side of it. So we have tons of businesses, luckily like a bunch of good restaurants and bars or whatever. They like come in and it's just like, hey, What's, what's the new spring line of merch going to look like? Or, you know, we have a hatchet throwing company and it's just like, you know, what can we do? And like, you know, they're like 
throwing hatchets all day. So we have to make sure they have a very breathable shirt or like, you know, and then just cause you've, I know, uh, Aaron, you have a background in creative. Mm -hmm. So one of the interesting things coming from the creative world, like I come from into a more tangible product world is I've never thought about like, if you were working with logo design, okay, when you're doing screen printing, we can make the most beautiful digital design in the world, but it has to be translated into paint Mm -hmm. or it has to be in translate. If we're going to embroider it on something, it has to be like, okay, now we're talking about thread color. Mm -hmm. And so it's crazy to kind of take both sides of it now, but now I design way differently because I design Mm -hmm. with those things in mind opposed to most designers since they don't have that side, just Hey, this looks pretty or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's, it's very, it's interesting kind of run both worlds, but yeah. And along those lines, you don't just print a logo. You really think conceptually about creating a product that will be fun and desirable for people. So those restaurants, you know, that want some kind of t-shirt to sell, you know, in their establishment, like during the pandemic, that was really important. And it was a great way for people to, you know, get a little extra income without having to worry about food cost. Right. You know, people you were asking, because I've done a handful of podcasts and on one podcast, mm-hmm. like I did a podcast, like right after, like we were allowed to go back out into public mm-hmm. and they're talking about like, how has it affected your business? Like did all the, you know, I know you work with a lot of restaurants and stuff like that. They couldn't do it. And I was like, actually we talked a lot of restaurants into doubling down on their merch mm-hmm. because since they couldn't sell food, it's like people wanted a way to support them. And there, we had some companies that were selling more merch than they'd ever done before. Mm -hmm. Like, so there's definitely a really unique thing there where if you have a good brand, like people want to support your brand, but not everybody just wants to wear a shirt with your logo on it. Right. Right. It's like, okay, how can we kind of take this to the next step? And, uh, you know, you go into like an outlaw barbecue or something like that. Sure. There's something there that'll have like an outlaw logo on it, but we also have ones with like, like, cats with bandanas on and stuff like that. Like they, you know, we get to like really play around and have fun with the brands that like let us, you know, so. As they should, because you know what you're doing. I Trying see your to. stuff all over town. Trying to. Yeah. yeah. And it's really fun when you start to see stuff in the wild. Like mm-hmm. now that we've been doing it for a while, it's like, oh yeah, we did this and did this. And you see the different stuff or like a little, sometimes we'll do jobs where like a small company will do something cool. And they're like only print 40 of them or whatever. And you see one, I'm like, holy cow. Like that's a, that's a limited release. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you get into this field? Were you always creative and that you knew you wanted to do like your own business or it was a weird step because I kind of went from, um, I went from doing the audio side of things with music and then just kind of learned a bunch of trades with that and traveled around and like learned a bunch of those tools and then found out like one of those things that happened just like graphic design was people said, Hey, how do we start booking shows or whatever? Like, how do we, you know, do this. So I found out I was better at the marketing side than I was any of the other stuff. And then I just started booking large scale events. I created Spokane Scott talent, which was huge in town. Like, I don't know how old is that? 15 years ago now I'm an old man. So like, <laughs> I like created that and it sold out every year. And then we kind of took the elements of that into different things. We did a Spokane's top model event that was really successful for three or four years. And we ended up working with Seattle fashion week. We were like a talent, like scout for them essentially. And then which brought me into, and I've always been a foodie through all of this. So I've always like loved the food side of things, but uh, I think we met initially almost right at the same time I was doing restaurant wars, right? That is exactly when we met because of 
I think was it? No, we did, well, I did the second restaurant that. wars. Okay. We did meet before that, and I think it might have been at Crave. Honestly, could have been. It's no. been so long. I don't remember. Craven Restaurant Wars never ran back to back years. Right, right. So we do. Um, but uh, it was, anyways, it was right around then. And, um, you know, that was like bringing two different loves together where my event background and doing large scale events within the city. And then I was getting to focus on, like, with. With Spokane, uh, like when we were doing Spokane's Top Model, like this is as cute as I get. I'm a t-shirt and jeans <laughs> kind of guy. People at home are like, yeah, you're not missing much. Uh, uh, face for radio. Uh, no and, uh, and anyways, uh, when the food side came to you, it was perfect because that was just a love of mine anyways. And then I had a lot of just industry friends. I've always been someone, like I said, that goes out. I love going to a bar and having a drink or I love going out to a restaurant getting a bite to eat. And I talk to everybody that I meet. So like you just kind of meet and make a lot of those friends. And so then um, it, with Dynamite, how that kind of transitioned into that element was really I have a business partner there, Ethan, and I used to actually book him for shows. He's in Nixon Rodeo, which is like Spokane's like top band. And um, he so we used to book him for shows and he ended up starting Dynamite just as one of my friends. And then we just doubled down. I worked for 12 years doing marketing for um, a creative agency based out of LA, but I was remote in Spokane. And so I did that for like a long time as like my main job. And then uh, he was just like, Hey, I want to kind of double down on this. Like we're doing really good. And I was like, Hey, what does it look like if it's me? Like I already have all the clientele and we already have, cause I was sending him all my clients. Like I was doing stuff with. So just kind of worked out and then we've been working at it now and we've really blown up. So we've been having a fun time with it. That's awesome. And so are you from Spokane? Born and raised. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So do you. Spokane Valley. Let's go. Hey, <laughs> Spoval. Spo we had that discussion yeah. with Chad. It's not Soval. It's Spoval. Well, there's right? two. There's Soval. There's South Valley. Oh, that's so where they're, it they're came. branding. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Yes. He said it's Soval. Not Spoval. Not Spoval. See, but I got we could it do mixed both, up already. But South Valley is like that weird TT's Ponderosa -y <laughs> kind of space back there. That's like their hip. Yeah. It's a very cool spot. And it's kind of hard that. to find for people. I don't think you've ever... Well... But TT's isn't really your jam because you're a vegetarian. Gonna, yeah, and I'm going to wander on a little uh, I just did Ponderosa. You know, oh. Philip Graham took that over. He's the GM there now. Really? And he is amazing. That guy, <laughs> like, uh, uh, if you guys haven't been into Ponderosa or if you've been in there and it was, like, kind of so-so, mm -hmm. he's gone totally redone the menu. He brought us out breakfast today, and it was amazing. Hand scratch everything out there. Like they're, they're putting some money behind it and like doing a really nice little get up out there. So, so how sweet. have you seen things change then in Spokane? Cause I love talking Huge. to people who, yeah, li yeah li like live born and raised here yeah. in Spokane because it's just so different now. So right. what do you think just in the last like 10 years has changed? Yeah, it's crazy. Especially you're seeing our name, like on all these lists now of being like upcoming food city mm -hmm. and, uh, f you know, alcohol mm -hmm. between, you know, I mean, we've always been fairly wine centric or whatever, but mm -hmm. you know, we're with the beer now and like all these different things. And so, especially with that community, like it's been amazing. It's, it's so awesome to kind of be part of it, but then also see, you know, now we have, um, these people that have restaurants in big cities coming over or looking, you know, and, um, they're like, really, Hey, this place has like a good vibe. People love going out here. We're transitioning a little bit away more from the red Robin, e olive garden kind of stuff. And like, mm -hmm 
searching out this new stuff because we've always had a fantastic base. But a lot of our base, like, you know, that Red Robin in the Valley is the number one Red Robin in the world. Isn't that crazy? That Arby's that we have on third is like the number three Arby's in the world. Wait, what? (laughs) And it's just across the road from us here. That's wild. I did not know that. So we have a very fast food culture. Mm. Um, And so now you're starting to see things where – there's been like, a, if you've noticed, like over the last two years, there's been a huge influx of barbecue mm-hmm. in the city. Mm-hmm. And it's on purpose because those people are seeing, um, a lot of those people are coming over from the Midwest and mm. some some South too, like Texas and stuff like that. But when you go to these cities, like I'm a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan, so I'm in Kansas mm-hmm. City pretty frequently. When you go to Kansas City, there is no fast food. Like mm-hmm. it's there, but it's super hidden and tiny because for the price of you going to eat at McDonald's, you can go, you could throw a rock and hit the best barbecue's fast food too, because it's all pre-made. Mm-hmm. So you can go get a the best brisket sandwich you've ever had in your life for the same price you can get a Big Mac. Like it's silly. So mm-hmm. it's this very unique thing. We're starting to get that a little bit more here. And uh, the story that's absolutely hilarious is kind of where I started transitioning more into a food blogger, so to say. <laughs> Um, was when I was traveling around all over the United States quite a bit, I would always go to these spots and I would post just on my personal Instagram, like food pictures and stuff like that of like, Hey, oh my gosh, I had this and it was amazing. And so I had all these followers on my Facebook and Instagram and whatever going, Oh my gosh, where is that? That's delicious. And then sometimes I'd find, Oh, there was no, I'm not even out of town. That was here. So that's where the transition happened, right? I'm like, oh no, I'm just at a restaurant down the road from you. You just don't know it exists, right? Yeah. So that's like this very unique thing where it kind of transitions. Spokane now has the cool thing. It has I, I remember very specifically a whole bunch of people being blown away because I posted uh crafted's uh a waffle chicken and waffles. Have you seen how beautiful that is? Dude, it's like the stacked so chicken and beautiful. waffle with huckleberries and the people were like, Oh my gosh, like where in Vegas is this? And like, no, mm-hmm. it's in Coeur d'Alene. Like it's <laughs> like, you know, but it looks like something that you would, people would put on a food blog in Vegas or something. Right. This Alex is Jacobson. In. Yep. Is a gangster out in Sandpoint. What's his little spot? I'm it is on called the, name the of it. Pack, River Store. Pack River Store. It is out past Sandpoint. You, it is something that is so worth an like a separate day trip just to go to the Pack River mm-hmm. store. I am not kidding. My husband had the most life-changing bacon of his life. He talks about it all the time. He saves it in the freezer. My kids try to go near it. He would literally take them down. Yeah, Alex is a pork nerd. Yeah. Like he like there's him leaving Spokane was a big hurt for us. Like mm-hmm. that's a, I mean, luckily he didn't go too far and we can go visit him down there. But oh, that guy's amazing. God, because his BLT, amazing. Literally anything on that menu is incredible. Really good. Um, something we love to do is when we go out to the Western Pleasure Guest Ranch, which sounds hilarious and it is a real place and it is amazing. We always get our food to go from there and mm. they have like, you can get a lasagna and take it home. So go get lunch and then take home some food from their like ready to go stuff. They have the best saffron mustard too. If you go again, grab yourself a little bit. I will get you Love some. It. So Love good. It. Oh my gosh. Now yeah. I'm looking it up and I'm like, wait, it's a general store? It is. It's like, so it's an restaurant? OG general store. Yeah. And when he took it over, they did that. Like, mm-hmm. um, and then also it's his family that runs Nadine's. Oh. He's that from that makes family. makes so much mm-hmm. sense because Nadine's is he my He told me weakness. that one day and I was just yeah. like, mm. Oh, this kind of makes sense. I'm literally drooling thinking about Nadine's right now. Yeah. 
I, there's sometimes there's weird Nachos. connection. Did you also know, like, this is just a weird sub one. I found out talking with Benny's that their family runs Calico Kitchen. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I had didn't no even idea. Know. I had no clue, but Benny's All those is definitely... weird little connections and stuff like that. But that was a weird one for me. And I was just like, oh, no wonder yep. Nadine's and Pack River both so delicious. So good. Yeah, that's one that's worth a trip out to Rathdrum if you ever want to go. It's yep. so good. Um, speaking of delicious food, you write for the Spokesman Review mm-hmm. talking about food. So you're a little bit of an authority and you started Food Finder from a conversation that we had. And I'm so yeah. proud of you. I can't tell you watching that thing take off. It was something that was so needed yeah. in our city to have accessible food for people that is also delicious and is so inclusive of lots of different kinds of people from every different background. And it serves such an important role in the food community. 35,000 members now on yeah, Food Finder. It's getting crazy. Yeah. To so that it point where you almost don't want it that I think we're 35.5. Okay. So it's getting, it's yeah. high. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, at some point it's just like, okay, like, how, you know, I'm trying to build out a website right now, mm. which is going to be more than just like a website. It's going to be just like a full fledged, um, almost food diary of sorts where we're going to have more in the depth there. But there's also going to be spaces for, there's a lot of bad sites that don't list like, you know, but so it's hard to keep up with like who has happy hours or whatever, oh right? My like, gosh. I mean, that's the story of our like, life. Inlander <laughs> put together like that website <laughs> that just had like, you know, used to list every happy hour. Mm-hmm. People change their happy hour every month. Like, yeah, so you can't too. keep up with it or whatever. So mm-hmm. we're not going to really do that. But I want to do like, hey, these are the spots that do like fun birthday things or mm-hmm. here are, we have so many questions on the page about, hey, who can, you know, cater my brother's cousin's dog's wedding or whatever. Like, you know, and it's like, well, here are the links to these things. Like, cause there's not a resource space in which has a lot of that, like at the go. So as we build the audience, we want to be able to filter them to that. And then also instead of me going on, cause so much of food finder is short, you know, things like little quips instead of me going on and just saying, Oh, Hey, I just had the most bomb stuff shallot I've ever had at whatever. So-and-so's I can actually go do a larger write up must like you would in the journalism world or something on the site and bring back kind of like the lists that they used to do at spoken or at uh spokesman mm-hmm. and just like hey you know i mean and you've dabbled in that too where it's like hey where's the best patios or where's the best you know those kind of common questions that just get asked over and over and over and over and over and over you and mean over. like the best birria yeah birria. <laughs> birria. anything as soon as something yeah. trends a little bit like that it always yeah. just kind of goes crazy or whatever you know we also get a lot of people chinese food is for whatever reason people mm-hmm. but then it's like okay how do we teach people this has been the big thing and people always say doesn't it drive you crazy and i'm like it does a little bit but i have to remember every single day that we're working on that space we're teaching people mm-hmm. and that's what's really amazing for me is i've always based things around my mom where I'm like, my mom's not a foodie at all. She's like the person that you're saying, be happy going to, you know, whatever. Like she always used to be like that. She'd go to Red Robin or go to Applebee's and like, you know, whatever is kind of close. Like she didn't think of food in that level. Um, you know, she drank Bud Light or like whatever, you know, kind of a thing. Now it's just such an amazing night and day difference where I'm like, man, if, if, if I can do something to teach my mom or get my mom excited about one of those things, like I'm doing it right, because I feel like that's 80 to 85% of Spokane's audience 
there are these people that just don't have that interest in some of those things. Mm -hmm. And so, but now my mom goes to breweries, like, you know, love, like she's just learned so much and she loves the culture so much more now. And it's like, man, if we can do this with more people and transition them and have them know more, you know, about who has this, because most of those people want to try it. They're just kind of afraid to. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, here's that little snack of something that they need. Sometimes they need a picture, you know? Yeah. We're doing very similar things, but for such different groups of people. And it's been really cool getting to collaborate with you on projects and, you know, hang out and do foodie stuff. We are almost to one of the coolest eras in Spokane's calendar. Inlander Restaurant Week is coming up. And the big reason that I wanted to have you on the show, other than just getting to hang out with you because I adore you, is we are going to be talking all about our picks for restaurant week that you have to get a reservation to um, and that we would recommend because there are so many choices. There's over 100 restaurants that are going to be participating this year. Um, and that's a lot to kind of sift through. So I'm curious if you had one spot that somebody who was new to restaurant week could not miss. What would be your number one pick? Get your well, reservation. New anybody. Spot. Oh, whoops. That's a great question. Thank you. Like a new person to Spokane. What's yeah. like the epitome of something they should try for restaurant week? Yeah. If they could only go to one spot and they were saving okay, their Okay, new to Spokane, but is a foodie. Yeah. Yes. Oh, like loves yes. food. Okay. I would say, you know who for it just matters because they've gone through a handful of chefs recently, but it's just always a favorite. I know we've talked about it. Durkin's menu this year mm. looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. I was like, Durkin's for me is like always like they've had some amazing chefs in there. And the nice thing about them is they don't necessarily just do the same kind of stuff that's on there. That's what I look for in restaurant week is like, who's not doing the same thing I can get every day. hundred percent. Right? Same. Yeah. I want to see a cool menu. That's got right. some funky stuff. But if you're new to yeah. for me, if, if you're new to the city, Durkin's is also one of those iconic spots. So you, I don't want to say there's there's some menus on there mm-hmm. that I think I like more that I'm like more interested in. So it's not my favorite menu, so to say. But you want to send somebody that's like an iconic Spokane spot that has like I mean, what has more historic history than like Durkin's and the Durkin family and like all that kind of stuff? So yeah, Jimmy Durkin was the shit. He really was. The dude was so funny. And that actual location is one of his original bars. And if you do any kind of thrifting like we do, because we love some garage sales and stuff, you'll find these, you know, Jimmy Durkin's three cent, three stores, Mm -hmm. not three cent, his three stores. He was um, somebody who was a purveyor of liquors. And during the Prohibition era, like er, just before Prohibition, when it was becoming a little bit more unfashionable to drink and temperance was a thing. He invited some, um, this is my favorite story to tell you guys. You have no idea. He invited some Baptist preachers to come to his location right there where Durkin's is now and said, Hey, you know, you want to talk about temperance? He was trying to be, ah, sorry, the pastors were trying to convince him to stop selling liquor. Like you're in the wrong business. You're hurting people. Like, please don't do it. Liquor is dangerous. So he's like, okay, have you heard this story before? Oh, this is new. I'm so excited. Okay. So he invited them in and said, you know what? I love this idea. I think you should tell everybody about it. Go ahead and put a display in my front window. I want you to share with people the dangers of liquor. So they created these dioramas, these very like elaborate dioramas 
And it became like a sideshow. Everyone in Spokane wanted to come and see these, laugh their asses off, come That's and drink hilarious. and get. He was a That's marketer's marketer. Yeah. That's my homie. Read up on that, that dude. Yeah. So funny. I wish a movie could be made about him because he was hilarious. But yeah, good dude. And that menu right now grilled octopus salad, mm. um, acorn squash, arancini, just for the first course, right? They also have smoked pork ribs for the second course that I would probably And if you've pick. never had an arancini before. Right? That's like one of those things people, we're talking about people mm. get afraid of words or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh my gosh, it's just like the crispy little ball of goodness. Like, it's delicious. Yeah, rice on the inside, cheese yeah. on the inside. Looks like they have risotto, acorn squash, breadcrumbs on the outside that are seasoned, and a smoky tomato jam to dip that in. Hell yes. Yeah, Let's sign, do this. Sign me all the way up. Yeah, that's a really good recommendation. Um, Melissa, what would be your number one pick? Oh my god, I feel oh, I very know. out of my element now. I just had to look up what an arancini is. Those, not <laughs> what I was thinking. Screen, it was. She's really googling it. Yeah, it awesome. I would have this never. This is why we're here, yeah, right? Hundred percent. I am not the food, obviously. Although I like food. <clears throat> um, honestly, we went to the media preview at um, the Inlander, which was very nice of them to invite all of us. Mm. Um, I had, I got to try Kismet smoked cheese black bean empanada. It was so, so, so good. And you know how I feel about mm. like. Mexican Latin cuisine and everything, and so I'm very picky. And that was like so delicious and flavorful. Yeah, you have so some high I'm, standards. Yeah, I'm hitting mm-hmm. up Kismet no matter what, and that's what I would suggest to people. But like, don't make your reservation until. But I But they're amazing. They're so yeah. like it's so rad that we have this amazing space up in Hilliard like that. Mm-hmm. Like they're like uh, Chef I, Gonzalez is absolutely yeah. amazing. Monica is one of the best front house people in the city and they just kill it up there. I still can't believe like in the middle of Hilliard, they are putting out such amazing food. It's consistent. It's delicious. The one of the first course items on that menu, they have grilled Chihuahua cheese, tostada with a salsa verde, a fermented aioli, that fermented aioli, fermented aioli. I would put on any damn thing. Mm -hmm. It is incredible. Um, Chef Gonzalez, is that his last name? Yeah. I just Steve Gonzalez. Yeah. Chef Gonzalez has the most incredible recipe for tacos huetos too, uh, with beef cheek barbacoa, manchego cheese, fermented hot sauce. They turn it out. It is not your average taco place. Like you're gonna get a cool experience that you'll want to share with all your friends and take pictures of and be like an honorary foodie for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and what about you, Erin? What would be your place for quintessential Spokane Inlander restaurant week visit? That is such a loaded question for I me because you know, like I always say everything's my favorite. I have a really <laughs> hard time with that. If someone's new, if someone's new, new to Spokane mm-hmm. and they have not tried any of our food, mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not they're vegan, vegetarian, um, eat anything, I think they've got to go to Root. What? Root so is such a zag for me. And I went, um, had been begging my husband to go for several years. He's a total meat and potatoes guy. Like that's his jam. Root has <laughs> some of the most unbelievably imaginative food in Spokane. And their first course is cauliflower wings. Those things are dank as hell. Um, the Thai ginger is my favorite and they have lots of different veggies that you can choose from too. And, um, a dipping sauce, but their truffle Mac. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. You think Mac and cheese can't be done vegan and be delicious. Vinny, I am looking at you. You've got to try this place and their cheesecake. 
I thought that a cheesecake could never be done well that is didn't have a whole bunch of actual cream cheese. No, their homemade cashew cheese right. is incredible. So that would be my pick. Yeah, that's a definitely a good one for, you know, that's once again, because of Spokane's mindset yeah. about food culture, like you definitely think people are like, oh, we shouldn't go. Like, I'm not vegan. I don't want to go here. Like, I want to go. And like, that's something that I love that. Like, that we need more of that for sure. No doubt. Now for something that's just like totally turned up, a place that if you're from Spokane, you haven't probably known about it or haven't been there yet. If you had to pick what you think is the most sophisticated, interesting cuisine on the restaurant week menu, what would you pick? I have to go with something that I would not normally say at all but i looked at all the menus this week and i know the chefs that's there now and he is a gangster and i don't know have you guys when is the last time you've been to ambrosia in the valley dude i saw that menu and i was fascinated this I, it's been the, forever this is my favorite looking mm -hmm. menu that mm -hmm. i saw I, I looked at everybody's i think this is the most unique he is doing a goat cheese cheesecake like a savory cheesecake He's doing baked feta, which is always amazing. Um, braised lamb shank, uh, rockfish, Cajun shrimp cakes. Uh, he's doing their take on a bread pudding, cranberry curd crepe. Chef Larry Phelps is the real deal, and not very many people know about him in town. He's kind of bounced around a little bit, and he went in and took over uh, the Black Diamond a few years ago. Oh, redid right. all their food into like a true like Black Diamond always had just bar food, and it was mm -hmm. always like decent or whatever. But they wanted somebody to come in and really do like, hey, this is going to be like a gastro pub where it's taking bar food and doing next level stuff with it. They've like won the mac and cheese festival a couple years in a row, like oh, yeah. fan favorite, and like I he's just that one. It was he's good. just he's just incredible with all flavors. But um, Ambrosia, now that he's taken that over, it's way more sophisticated than the other stuff he's been doing. So like he has that palette for doing. He loves working with weird everything. Like he wants to bring in. We've done a couple different secret burger events with him, and he's just like thinking crazy he's like what can we do that will just blow people's minds like so he, he has a big brain and isn't afraid to try it so i think he's gonna be ambrosia is gonna be like a pretty new amazing space i think with him there so yeah which the valley we need we need some more spots right i was just <laughs> gonna say that the valley is like this wasteland at times where i'm like where am i gonna go to dinner but i was very impressed i would have never picked without reading the menu that i would have thought their menu would have been the top one but i looked at that menu i was like oh my gosh that's where i want to eat yeah but i need to really go there with good. two people because there's at least two in every category <laughs> yeah, i need to go there sure. with somebody that needs to share food with me because i want to <laughs> there's at least two out of the three things in each one that i want to try so. <laughs> you're just gonna tell <laughs> You're going to tell the people, be like, you get yeah. this one. Yeah. <laughs> I have been waiting to cough that whole time. Oh. oh, man, that was rough. Or at least I'll sit next to the expo so I can see the dishes. There you go. Smart yeah. move. Yeah. That's a pro foodie tip okay, right there. Okay, that. <laughs> right? And then you get all the content yeah. without having to necessarily suffer, yeah. you know, and you get the best pick. Well, so, who do you think has the most elevated menu? Don't mm. ask. 
I'm not going to know. You're not going to know? Elevated? I mean, okay. I'm not Doesn't that, I wouldn't even say, okay, even if it's guys. not elevated, like who's, like, what are you, what are you wanting to eat? It doesn't have to be elevated. Heck yeah, because you have, you, you have a unique perspective, elevated. which is you're vegetarian and occasionally eat some fish. Yeah. So you like semi-pescatarian adjacent, really. You took root from and me. So. I know. Oh no, I am a mean friend. Root actually would have been, well, and root would They're have been elevated too. too. Yeah, that would have fit yeah. that profile. But I bet you can find something else because there are so many options like Tavolata I don't know well actually yeah Tavolata even was on group, my list so freaking good and I love, love I love it. that um, like spot too where mm-hmm. he is like you can sit on the patio you can sit inside it's just really nice and I love like their giant bar mm. I like to sit over there Dude, especially that's where I sit yeah let's go yes. I it's love so pretty. that bar we need to go are we going to do some tavolata? They have a great so. pasta happy hour too. They yeah. have like some really good deals on stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, super delicious. Great cocktails. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing too, so when Ethan first came here that first week that he mm-hmm. was here when they were like setting up, I got to like go spend like a half day with him and we just Aww. walked around downtown because he was just trying to get the scope of like, hey, what's kind of this city about? Like he'd been here a few times and his sous chef is moving here. I don't know if he's done it yet. I don't know either. He's like corporate chef that like runs all his things. Like mm-hmm. he's moving here. I think they're going to open a few more things down here. I would hope so. Ethan, yeah. if you're listening, <laughs> please open more things because we love everything. Yeah. Costco, Tavolata, yeah. everything. Yeah. So like anyways, he, uh, it was so refreshing to see somebody that's as famous as he is and as successful mm-hmm. as he is be so down to earth and just excitable. Like yeah. he really wanted to go. Like we walked to Ricky Webster's uh, and we walked to like, we walked around and he was just like, who's got the best bread? We're like, well, let's just walk over here. We're like who's got the best beer. We went and had a couple beer spots. Like he was just like, so fun. Absolutely yeah. love him. He's great. So down to earth, yeah. so kind hearted. We had him on the podcast that same week when he oh, was nice. here too. And we got to introduce him to Hogwash and Inland Pacific Kitchen. The guys mm. lost their minds. They were so excited to get to actually talk with him because, you know, if you don't know about Ethan Stoll, he is a multiple James Beard Award winner. Um, he has all kinds of crazy successful restaurants across the United States an inspirational chef in every, you know, facet. So we are very lucky to have him in Spokane. And with regard to other places that I think are just out of this world incredible that you will have a unique experience at that's very high level and you'll you'll try and taste things that you probably would never make in your own house but are done excellently. Obviously I'm going to say Gander and Ryegrass. You know that is my jam. I love that place, but they have a really cool menu. Duck salad with their own house-made duck confit, citrus, arugula. If you haven't had duck, that is something that needs to be on your bucket list. It's rich. It's buttery. It's delicious. Unless you're Melissa. She's shaking her head <laughs> because she's a vegetarian. But so good. Um, big fan of anything that they do with truffles. They have a dish you can add fresh truffles to for just $20 in addition to your restaurant week menu price of $44 per person. This is... Spokane's top of the top. Um, they Gander. also, right? You could do anything at Gander and it's just absolutely amazing. Um, mm-hmm. You just, they're hard to beat, you know? Uh, so, so well done. Such a beautiful space. Um, yeah, you can't ever go wrong there. 
Yeah, Chef Pete Froyce is such a cool dude. Yeah. And he's like a guy you want to grab a beer with and somebody mm. who will absolutely blow your culinary mind. I, yeah, I he's very, that. him at CJ from Hogwash. Like they're yes. very similar personalities where it's just mm. like, like we can just go kick it, but then you're also like a high level chef. Like, you know, I think that's amazing. Um, I always learn something when I go there too. And, you know, I think when you're, when you're learning about food and enjoying it, it's pretty cool. So your next pick, I want to know, are you ready? Yeah. I'm going to tell you. Yep. I'm of course sending it to Chris first. I'm looking at you because I know you need some prep time. Um, If there were a place that you would want to take a group of friends and try everything on that menu, other than obviously Ambrosia, because you just said that if you really truly wanted to try all of it and get a crazy diverse experience, where would you go? I've got it. Let me go. I have to go look, see the menu though, because mm-hmm. I don't have it memorized. But I was going to say too, if you want to do duck too, Left Bank, mm-hmm. they're just doing a duck dish, the Chinese barbecue duck at Left oh, Bank. Oh, man. Chef Sean at Left Bank is. He's really yeah, good. He's good. But my second, I just wanted to add that in because you were talking duck. Um, my second spot and the spot that I think would be great to take everybody. I know it's an absolute favorite of yours, but so many people, even long, like amazing food people in this city know it because of breakfast and there's so much better that. And it's chaps. Yes, I agree. That is the best answer. Celeste dinner is, so is good. the top front of housey restaurant ownery person you can have in the city. She's an absolute icon in our city. Mm-hmm. So going in there and seeing her always makes you smile, but this menu is out of control. Uh, salmon cakes with sockeye salmon for a first course, Creole jambalaya for a first course, mozzarella skewers, which I had imagined mm. these are, they're saying mini mozzarella balls, skewered, deep fried, served with sweet balsamic reduction and bruschetta jam. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Right. Uh, I'm in. Second course, they're doing like a grilled fish, a grilled trout, osubuku, beef wellington. They're doing beef wellington as a part of a $44 menu? Yep. Whoa, for all three courses. Yep. That's and amazing. then, I know, can I get beef wellington, beef wellington, beef wellington? <laughs> um, if only, right? Because I'm kind of a barbecue nerd because of Kansas City. I love banana pudding. That's like a barbecue staple. So when I saw this old school mm. southern banana pudding, I was like, I need that. My other favorite food is like uh brownie, like anything. Mm-hmm. And so I saw this brownie brown butter cheesecake. So it's going to be like half brownie, half cheesecake, I think. Oh my gosh, got to try that. And then Afogato was like always great. Like I'm not the biggest coffee drinker, but if I do, it's something like that. Oh yeah. Ice cream plus coffee equals yeah. winning. Yeah. We can't not do that. So yeah, love this menu. Love what they're doing there. I mean... Great. If you're talking about a unique dining experience in a weird setting, like it's a very mm-hmm. unique setting. Um, that's one that gets overlooked a lot because it's a little out of the ways of the city, but still so amazing. Yeah. She actually had an entire house moved to that location. It is, there's the house and then they built onto it and they have a gorgeous patio. One so, of the best patios in the city. Isn't it so mm-hmm. beautiful? And it's like right next to, um, uh, is it Yolks or yeah, something like that? It's right next to a grocery store yeah. in the, and then a parking lot. But and Laytop Bistro's right there too, which yeah, is fantastic. Yes. Their it's menu so looks good. really good too. Yes. I was so impressed with that. I'm with you, dude. I would have everything at Japs. That is my favorite. Celeste is an angel. You've got to go. So that's a place where you would go and take mm-hmm. friends and just be like, I'm going to eat this. And Especially, yeah, even if it, that's where I would go 
with even foodie friends mm -hmm. because there's so many food people in the city who like love food that have only been to Chaps for breakfast. Exactly. And that's great, but also like you wouldn't expect like Chaps has the city's best chicken pot pie. Like, you know, mm -hmm. so it's like they have like things that are like great dinner menu elements that a, because Chaps hasn't always done dinner. They've kind of always kind of brought it in and brought it out and brought it in and brought it out. Mm -hmm. And then B they're so famous for their brunch. People just assume that you go there for brunch and that you should just go there for everything. And their cocktails are great. Great. Absolutely. Great. Fantastic. So how about you, Melissa? What's your place that you would want to go take friends and do everything? I feel like you can see this. It's um, Cochinito. Heck yeah. Oh. <laughs> Travis. I can eat everything on the menu pretty much, and I would like to seal everything on the menu from my friends' place. <laughs> Their first courses are chips and guacamole and a low table, queso fundido. The second course is tacos, full taco meal, and Karina's bowl, which is tacos in a bowl <laughs> and then their third course is horchata panna cotta churros and bionicos which is fresh and dried fruits with mexican Ooh. yogurt sauce which sounds incredible and yeah i would i would get any of those desserts and usually i have like a favorite like brownies or sour churros but i would try all of them i would try all of this menu Dude, yes, yeah. please. Yeah, I have a hard time. People always ask me when people are talking to food, people are like, who's your favorite chef in town? Sometimes, I can't name names sometimes because I feel like I'm going to hurt people's feelings. Travis is always at the top of the list. Isn't he though? He Gosh, is. he's such a good dude. Like, like, yeah, I mean, even on a personal level, yeah. like he's amazing, but just as a chef, even just absolutely incredible. I'm as much as I love Cochino because it's one of my favorite restaurants in the city. One of my most recommended things in the city, especially for people who are looking for something that is like unique to Spokane because it's like Mexican elevated, like fine dining, Mexican food, almost fine dining tacos. I'm actually almost sad as much as I love it that he is doing that because he's such an amazing, like fine dining chef mm -hmm. that I miss him in a fine dining atmosphere. Cause he could just would do these crazy next level things that he's doing tacos now. And mm -hmm. it's like, man, I wish he needs to get out and like do little, hopefully maybe with secret burger mm -hmm. again. stuff like that we get him to like, I want him some pop -ups. doing some like funner pop-up stuff. Like I love the tacos, but I miss you as a fine dining chef, homie. Dude, one of the things that he made, and I went to school with him and did not know it, but when I remembered who he was, he is the same kind, wonderful, like salt of the earth person that he was back then when we made that connection. It was like, oh my God, we know each other. Um, but he made the craziest lox and bagel toast when he was at Clover, RIP Clover. We will miss you. Mm -hmm. um, but it was like, these spheres of cream cheese and then beautiful house-made locks and house-made pickles. And it was on like this thin piece of bread that was perfectly toasted. Oh my gosh. It changed my life. Yeah. I miss so that good. too. So I just good. want to go to any restaurant Travis has. Yep. Well, my That's what maybe I should oh. actually do is tell him don't just like, open, more. Just open yeah. another restaurant yeah. and like, you know, <laughs> yeah, we will all show up. Oh. Like I just can't get enough of all the different crazy things he makes. And when he has specials, it's really cool too. So get everything on this yeah. restaurant week menu, yeah. get a good idea of what he's all about and then come back. Cause it, the menu changes all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, my pick. Yeah. I can't not pick oh, this. Right. I see it. Right. <laughs> Beast world kitchen. Yes, oh, yeah. If you want to do 
a crazy tour of the world from Vietnam to Colombia to Jordan to Ethiopia to Palestine to Lebanon and even Afghanistan, you are going to get the most diverse menu I have ever seen for restaurant week. Um, all of these different items are not just beautiful, you know, created dishes from all around the world. And they were also at that preview, which we got to try a lot of these dishes. Um, but you will also get it made by people who come from that country. So it is a part of their soul. They're providing food that is a part of their culture and you'll get to try things that will blow your mind. Um, getting an egg roll. Ugh, I can't even speak. This is so bad. I'm looking at all this and just drooling because I can't wait. Um, <laughs> That's my screen. <laughs> the egg rolls by Vi Naguyan. Is my saying that right? I don't think so. Let's, let's edit that out. We're not going to try that. I am a white girl and I'm not going to get that right. So let's just not make me, um, the next canceled girl. But anyway, um, the chicken arepas can't get enough from Chef Monica Sanders. Those are from Colombia. Fried cornmeal patties filled with shredded chicken and cheese served raw with a slaw. And I just cannot stop thinking about the lamb kebabs from Chef Mirok. He has Skewer's food truck, which is all over the city, but he gets to do this particular dish, which is one of the most beautiful things he does on that food truck. And then the last thing that I would pick would be that Afghani pudding with pistachios and an Afghani coconut cookie made by Chef Yalda. And if you have not been to Feast, it's so cool. It supports people from all different countries who have come here as um, newly settling in America and we really want to welcome people from our, to our city who are from everywhere around the world. And this is a very cool way to do that through food. Definitely one of those spots that I think that would be in a top spot for me that I feel like people don't know about as mm -hmm. much yet. And I think that is huge. Like, I think they're an amazing thing that we need here and not enough people know. So hopefully, you know, the great thing about Restaurant Week is a lot of people go and look at it and like a lot of people are interested in it. Hopefully they get some new love out there. That's like a new, they've never done Restaurant Week before. So yeah. And this is the first year that their, you know, main building is actually open Right through the pandemic. I ordered there all the time, mm -hmm. but you had to, you know, think ahead, go, okay, I'm going to pick this for the menu. And a lot of times they'd sell out early. Mm -hmm. You know, so there were a lot of complications early on. Now you can actually go and physically be in that restaurant space. Right. It's super cool. So yeah, check that out. But all right, last food okay. question, maybe, mm -hmm, maybe, because mm -hmm. I, I still want to ask Chris a couple more things about his businesses and everything mm -hmm. too. Where would you guys go for a romantic date night? Mm. We'll start with Chris. Like really got to impress. Like You're first roommate. date slash anniversary <coughs> slash got to make the best impression ever. so hard. Yeah, you like that? I'm asking for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm asking for someone so else. I'm asking just for, for a me. friend. Oh, I know the answer to this for me. Go first for you because I'm... I gotta, mm -hmm. I gotta look. I didn't have a romantic one. I'm single, so I'm like, I got, mm -hmm. I, I don't have, have the romantic one. But Me and Muttley, like, who, who's, who's, who's pet friendly? Bark. Bark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need to take him to an igloo. He's a, you know, wine and dine effect. <laughs> My right, pick for a romantic place would be a little off the beaten path. And it's because it has special meaning to me. Oh. And that would be scratch. <laughs> Rob and I got engaged there 
Oh my God, nine years ago? And it's Rory there now, right? Yes. Who's and amazing. He's is he doing duck? You're speak, talking about duck. You know what? <laughs> he is not doing what? duck for restaurant week, but that makes sense. Although he is doing a lobster risotto, oh, which go. looks killer. Um, creamy risotto with edamame, tangy spinach, and edamame puree with fried onion and chili oil. He is very influenced by Asian flavors. So you'll see that repeated through his menu. A beef tenderloin with a red wine and herb compound butter. That's been on the menu for a long time, and it is a favorite. But he's also doing a smoked jackfruit torta mm. with smoked jackfruit, black beans, pickled onions, citrus aioli, cilantro, cottage cheese, so many different delicious things, and a rabbit ragu. My husband is a big-time pasta lover, so that's that'll probably be his pick. Yeah. Oh, you guys mm-hmm. on scratch. I should have guessed that. such nerds. <laughs> All right. All right. I got it. I got it. I normally would pick something a little bit more atmosphery, but I've kind of already talked about some of my favorite atmospheric spots. So mm. Wiley's might not be the most atmospheric because now there's at least there's not doors blocking everything anymore. Like, That's true. <laughs> yeah, he's got the twinkle it's lights. Tiny he's got little, some atmosphere. But it's like right downtown, tiny little space. Tiny's, tiny always feels at least a little bit more atmospheric. Mm-hmm. But the level of service and the level of food you get there – there is nobody that loves their customers more. Celeste might be pretty close to like yeah. Chaps. Nobody loves their customers more than Wiley. And mm-hmm. you get more of him cooking at Wiley's than you do at like Prohibition, his other spot. But this, uh, some of the stuff on here, mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. He does, all his soups are great. So he's doing a curry soup. He's doing a kind of classic Caesar salad, roasted beet salad. I'm not, none of those are like 100% I'm crazy about, but all the main things Blackened prawns. Oh my gosh. Braves, short ribs. Mm. There's just so margarita pie. It's not on his uh, dessert menu here, Mm -hmm. but the mud pie that they have there is my favorite dessert in the entire city. It is so good. So So all his desserts, like he's doing creme brulee, like let's go. That would definitely be the date night spot. You're not wrong. And he's going to make you feel like a VIP. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He could, he's someone that you can like call ahead. If you're trying to do something special, he'll go out of his way on food. He's very active on food finder and we've had things where he is just someone like needing something or like trying to do something special. And he's the very first person to, Hey, like we're here to serve and make you guys happy. And like, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Great human being. Totally. And I have to add one more in there. Okay. I know I'm that girl. No, please. View Caray. Oh, if you yes. like it hot and you want some good, that's ambiance. almost who I picked, right? Because I mean, I, mm, it's but I'm so a, hard. Also, seafood nerd, so like, I want, right. that was a seafood heavy menu. I was like, let's go. Yeah, he's got it. But view curry. If you needed one more option and you're not afraid of a little spice, let me tell you, sometimes it gets a little hot. So you have to really like your hot food if you're into you know southern food. It is tops. They have the best hush puppies I have had north of the Mason Dixon line. And um, their beignets are delicious, too. King cake. They even have king cake on their king menu. Cake. I am obsessed. I just um, saw I'm looking at this. I know I looked at it originally, but I know they're doing red snapper on their menu. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love mm-hmm. red snapper. That would be a good one to get if you are not into the super spicy. I know that their jambalaya is quite hot. Their red beans and rice are real hot. But, yeah, their Louisiana chicken and leek hand pie, delicious, not spicy. So, yeah, but if you're looking for a little heat, a little something, something, then yeah. that would be a good place. And it's a really good ambiance, too. I yeah. love that, yeah. like, ceiling that they have with the 
what is that called? The, they're um, ceiling tiles, those yeah. tin tiles. Yeah. yeah they're really so beautiful and all the wrought iron and everything. It is a cool spot. So if you are making your restaurant week list, be sure you let us know if you take some of our suggestions. We would love to have you tag us and share with your friends because we are all about sharing the foodie love. And thank you so much for Chris of Food Finder. Oh, wait, we one have more question. Never Before mind. we let you go, can you tell us more about Secret Burger or is that oh, kind of no. still no. in the future? Oh, yeah, future? we do. Because no. I had such a good time going the Secret okay. Burger pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to see that come back. Yeah, and it is. And we've just been kind of holding off. So um, I have a business partner in Vegas that we kind of developed this with. And we've been working together behind the scenes, just doing a variety of different food things. But Secret Burger was almost born of Restaurant Wars, where mm-hmm. you know both of us um, had worked in food festival type elements and came up with like, hey, how do we do... Like the fun thing about a food festival is like you have these restaurants like creating kind of new things and like, you know, but the... And then bringing new people in because of it. Um the disadvantage to a food festival, whether it be a crave or restaurant wars or anything like that is you're like making like when we were restaurant wars, we were like making people cook on a baseball field. And like, so it was just like, here's like completely new equipment you've never used before. And you have to make like a thousand of this. And like, so like, even if you have something absolutely amazing, it's going to be like the worst version of it you've ever had. Right. Like Mm. if you go like all these people have doors, you know, you could go to their restaurant. So with secret burger, it was of this idea where we go in um, to a restaurant and say, Hey, forget food cost. Forget that you're in Spokane. Forget that your normal menu is all Vietnamese food or like whatever, you know, you normally do day to day. If we could do anything that's just fun or unique, what should we do? And you just get brainstorming on, you get back a little bit to the passion behind cooking where you're not going, well, I, I can't do a lobster surf and turf burger because if we don't sell 40 of them, those lobsters are going to die in the walk-in and my food cost is going to go through the roof. Everything with secret burger is a prepaid for element. So for a consumer, you just go to secretburger.com. You see what events are coming up in your city and then all the restaurants will have you listed there. And, um, it's not burger related. It's just a fun name. It's just, there is some great burgers on there, but like it can be anything. And so we get these super unique, something that takes four days for somebody to cook. You can't put that on a regular menu, right? Like you're just like, how do you do it? So we get these things. We're bringing in some of the most insane A5 Japanese Wagyu stuff that you like can't normally even bring in and being able to put it in product. And so uh, we did one in Vegas where we took a five Wagyu and made beef jerky out of it. Just Mm. bastardized it. (laughs) But like, it's that kind of fun. So it's our chance to just go crazy. So I love it as a foodie because I get to work with the chefs on like, Hey, what can we do to kind of create these weird dining experiences? And then you just buy your ticket to it and you come out and it's one night only and it's in their restaurant and you just cash in your ticket for the food and you can stay for drinks and all that kind of extra stuff. So, um, yeah, go to secretburger.com. We'll be re- by the, we'll be launching here probably March ish. So it might be just right after this gets posted yeah. and, um, there'll be lots of fun. Yeah. It's going to be great events. A big shout out to our sponsor, One Tree Hard Cider. We love One Tree Hard Cider because it's made using Washington State ingredients and it's made in Spokane. With everyday cider flavors like lemon basil, huckleberry, strawberry kiwi, and seasonal favorites like pumpkin and snow globe, there's a One Tree Hard Cider for you. Go to OneTreeHardCider.com to find out where you can purchase your very own cider. And as always, drink responsibly. 
Thank you to Chris for coming on and chatting with us about Food Finder, Secret Burger, and of course, Restaurant Week.